Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls. It's a story of a man named Brady who was busy with And hello, everybody. The song that you are listening to is the theme song to the Brady Bunch. Yes. Not sure who composed it. But it was on NBC. Was it? Was the show on NBC? Or at ABC. It was one on net on one of the networks. This was before our time. Yeah. But um this show is catchy as hell. Uh everybody knows this song. It's one of those songs that you probably never seen the show, but you know the song. And we're doing this just because uh I the, name. The, <laughs> this uh, tribute to Florence Henderson, who Florence. recently passed away at the age of 84 uh, due to heart failure. Yeah. Uh, so rest in peace. Um, this is, uh, the, you know, one of the biggest stories from one of the biggest shows in television history. And on this week's episode, we went over the review of Bleed for This. And our throwback flicks of the week were Evil Dead and Minority Report. We went over um, TNT purchasing the television rights to Star Wars. And we're introducing a new segment in this episode called What the Fuck Happened? Boom. Everybody stay tuned. And you gonna play this song again? Uh, that was like it. That I'll was it? it again. So uh, I'm just gonna play you guys out and uh, enjoy the episode. Here's the story of a lovely lady. Who was bringing up three very lovely girls? All of them. And hello, everybody, everybody, hello. And welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on movies, TV, and all the entertainment in between. I am one of your co hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how's everybody doing today? Good, man. I'm glad that we're recording it today because if we would have recorded a couple days ago, I would have not have a voice, man. I got sick again. Holy shit. This, <clears throat> this is the season, man. Dude, I've been. <laughs> this is the third time I've been sick within like two months. Really? Yeah. Has I that think, ever happened to you before? Nope. And I think it's because of my job. I think everything at my job is oh. like dirty. Yeah, man. It's just getting me sick three times within two months, man. That's kind of scary. It's like whenever you <clears> have... Uh, it's, it's the kids, man. Whenever you have like a total of three or more kids... You're bound to catch something, something that's like uh, it's going to be like some type of virus that you haven't had ever since you were in like elementary school, high school or something like that. Just going to get passed around like mono. <laughs> Everybody had mono when I was in high school. Everybody. It's kissing disease if you had, I don't know. But um, I hope everybody's enjoying their uh, post Thanksgiving meals. I know that everybody ran out of their food because I, I know I surely did. Ran out of Thanksgiving food after I think it was day Two, yeah. On that Saturday, we ran out of food and we had to uh, we had to order out. Just found out that Papa John's does take PayPal, which is a good thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Papa John's takes it, and I think Pizza Hut takes it. But uh, it was a good it was a good uh, addition to Papa John's. Good on y'all. Good on you doing for doing something like that because I only had a uh, PayPal money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was the first actual Thanksgiving that I didn't have to to work. Cause I, I don't work retail anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about Black Friday. Didn't have to worry about Black Friday, so I had time to spend with my uh, family and stuff, and um, caught up with them. And I realized that uh, I ain't missing much. 
But let's talk about movies and all the entertainment in between. All right. So a um, couple weeks ago, we had advanced screening passes to check out Bleed for This. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go into our review for it. Uh, Bleed for This it was directed by Ben Younger, mm-hmm. who also directed Boiler Room and was one of the co-writers for Boiler Room. Did you know that? I really enjoyed that movie. And now and that, that I, soundtrack is dope as fuck. And didn't you notice they played like really good hip hop songs in yeah. this movie? Yeah, he's got good taste <clears throat> in music, man. Yeah, um, that's like one of the best things about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you think about Bleed for this, Pat? The movie kind of fell short with me. It, it was uh, the story was there. Like, if someone was to just tell you the story by itself, you would be compelled to be like, "Yo, they should turn this into a movie," or "Why is this not a documentary?" Which I'm not sure if it's a documentary. It should be a documentary. It'll it'll make a perfect uh, HBO or Netflix special. I would definitely watch it because his story is compelling. I mean, he had everything going for him. Uh, He was on top, then he hit rock bottom, and then he just got back on top again. The whole story, uh, it's not really a Cinderella story. It's more of a... Really can't say what kind of story it is. Oh, it's like like rising from a... new groove. Yeah. (laughs) Like Emperor's new groove. (laughs) Yeah, you're basically rising from a tragedy. For those who don't know, um, the story is about Vinny Paz or Vinny Pazienza, who was Mm -hmm. a world champion boxer. He refuses to retire from boxing after a car accident. Um, This car accident left him severely injured and almost paralyzed. So it's basically like a comeback story. That's Mm -hmm. the best way to put it, I guess. Um, There were moments in the movie that I enjoyed. I think think, uh, the performances were pretty good, but I... there was still something missing. Like, I didn't connect with, like, for example, his coach. Uh-huh. I felt like he was just kind of, like, there in the background. Usually in boxing movies, like, the coach is, like, someone that you really remember. Like, Mick from the Rocky movies. Yeah. Like, you know, he's someone that is, like, in your face. This one was kind of, like, like I a think, background yeah, type I of character. the problem was that is that um, they gave you the backstory about the coach in the beginning. You know, he coached uh, Mike Tyson and... Uh, in his early years, whatever, and then Mike Tyson dropped him, whatever, and then that was it. The, the they basically gave you a story. It, it they subtly gave you a backstory of someone, and then they just they just let him go. Yeah, because you see him coming in, and he was driving a Porsche, and I was like, oh shit! I'm like, this motherfucker's driving a Porsche. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Then they said his name, still didn't ring a bell. Then they showed the Mike Tyson's uh, pictures on his wall and stuff like that of him next to Mike Tyson, him going to Disney World with Mike Tyson and uh, Mike Tyson going with his family. So you're like, oh, yo, he's the dude who trained Mike Tyson. That's dope as hell. And then it just, I mean, we needed more of him. I mean, they did show more of him, like, uh, you know, he got drunk, whatever. They did all the other stuff. But they didn't show more, like, I needed more of his history. He talked about his his wife, but it was only in jokingly. Um, I just needed like a, a refresher, cause it's like they spoke about him in the beginning and then they just let him go. And I know it's supposed to be about uh, the Pasmanian devil, but you know, hey, the thing that makes a great story is like the sub the the what you call it the the player twos and the, these other people, these supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And without the supporting cast, is like. It's a horrible story. That's what we had. I mean, I'm not saying that the movie was bad, but I've seen we've seen better boxing movies. Yeah. 
We've seen better boxing I movies. I recently saw Creed recent um, for the first time, and I thought that was a better movie, and that's a fictional story. Yeah. Um, I still, you know, I'm a big fan of the Rocky, the original Rocky movie. I'm still a big fan of, like, Cinderella Man and movies like that. This movie, I think you, you, you mentioned this before we started recording, Pat. You said, like, um, if someone were to tell you the story about this boxer, it would sound a lot more compelling than watching the actual film. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because you see his struggle. You see him um, trying to recover back so that he can box. But, like, if you really think about it, nothing was really holding him down. Nothing. You know, he snuck, to, he snuck downstairs to his dad's basement to work out. But it didn't really seem like a big deal. It was like, oh, and then his dad finds out that he's bo- that he's working out, but he doesn't really get in trouble for it. It's like, yeah. so there wasn't really, yeah, it was hard for him to get back into shape because, of course, you know, he had this injury. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just didn't feel for, like, oh, man, I really hope he gets yeah. back into I mean, shape. There's it's- a lot of things that he could have done. <clears throat> um, there was that woman who was uh, at the, the dinner table when they were eating, and I guess that's supposed to be his new girlfriend and stuff. They could have showed more of that. Yeah, they, they kind of threw in her character they in just there. Threw it was her just, in. It said, oh, there was like, no connection there. There was no development. Yeah, it was. she said something about, oh, I like the, the, the hard iron because it's like uh, he has braces or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, that's it. Didn't see her anything. I don't think I saw her anywhere else in the movie, but I thought that was supposed to be his new like uh, main chick or whatever. They didn't show her. There was a different. There was a lot of things that went in the movie that uh, maybe they didn't need. I don't know. I'm just a big. I trust my gut instinct. The moment the movie is over, whatever I feel, the moment the movie is over, then that's the feeling I stick with. And that at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. I think when we walked out of the theater, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, the cool I, part was, about the the movie was. They did throw in a little shot. They threw in some shots of uh, the actual actor. I mean, the actual person when they were showing like some flashbacks. Like yeah. they were showing like one clip, and in the credits they show nothing but the the, the clips of uh, the actual uh, character uh, person, uh, the Pasmania Devil. They showed all his real videos that he recorded and stuff, which was pretty dope. That's why I was like, "Yo, this would have made a real good documentary." Yeah, but um. I mean, what you said, you said that uh, he, after he got the surgery and everything, he was undefeated. Yeah, he was undefeated. He was winning all these uh, back-to-back belts. Um, and then Roy Jones Jr. cut yeah. that streak. Yeah. I mean, he, yo, which was an amazing feat. The fact that he was winning, he was he was constantly winning after all that. After he went through all that. They didn't even show that in the movie. Not even like with the... Uh, with like a paragraph, it's right? Just, oh, he won forty-five fights or sixteen <laughs> yeah. fights after this, and then he lost to Roy Jones. They didn't even show any of that. They didn't show any of that, which would have been pretty cool. That would have made me like, oh, okay. I mean, at least he did good. All right, <laughs> but they didn't what, show any of that. What did you think of uh, Miles Teller's performance? Um, you know what? He doesn't disappoint. You know what I mean? It, it, he's um, oh, I really like. Him. I really like him. I like his acting. But after this movie, I'm starting to think uh, he's like uh, that person, that employee that shows up, does his job every goddamn day. Doesn't do, He doesn't do a bad job, never does a bad job, but he's constantly putting out good work, and then he's just overlooked. It's like you're just constantly doing good shit, man, and you're just overlooked because you're never doing something that's like, you're not wowing everybody. You're just, you're just doing he's good doing- work, man. 
He's uh, Jennifer Aniston in Office Space. He's doing the bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. He's not showing enough flair. Nope, no flair <laughs> whatsoever. You're just, you're just doing the work. You're getting straight C's. I think that's the, that's the minimum work. You no get. You're not getting no A's. You're not even trying hard. Maybe he is. Tr- I don't think he's trying. I think he could do a lot more. I think he needs that one role. That yeah. one role that's gonna make him stick out. Mm-hmm. But he just hasn't found it yet. Yeah, because every movie that he's in, <clears> I'm like, all right, Miles Teller's in it. That's cool. Like War Dogs. Oh, Miles Teller's in it. But so far, he is. Um, both movies that I watched from uh, Bleed for this and War Dogs were just mediocre. Right now, both both of those movies. Let me see. Uh, he did Fantastic Four, which I cannot blame on him or any of the actors. I'm not saying that because those actors are awesome, but I'm blaming it on the director because, uh, I mean, he came up, he came to set drunk some mornings. Fantastic Four was a shit show. And uh, what else movie did he do after that? Oh, he did, uh, damn, I saw another movie that he did with a dude from Creed. It was a like one of those buddy romance movies. Not a buddy romance. It was just a rom com. They were they were both in that. Yeah, it was a uh, the moment when or something like that. It was a movie like that. I saw that one. I don't know what to think about that movie because <laughs> you know what? I, that I awkward remember, moment. That awkward moment. Oh my god! I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, they were both in that movie. I saw that movie, and I was like, yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know what. He's just been doing a lot of mediocre movies. The movie's bombing. Uh, so far, I haven't heard any noise from it. That yeah, like it had a it had a low budget. It had a six million dollar budget. Okay. So far, it's only done four. No, oh, it's gonna make it. It's gonna make his money back. I think. You think so? Yeah. It's kind of late in the game. With yeah, but with DVD sales. Oh yeah. I don't know about Maybe. overseas. It may not do well overseas. Maybe in Russia. They like boxing over there in Russia. But do they like American boxing? Do they like American heroes? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Like they probably hate Rocky Four. They probably do. <laughs> or Rocky Five. Which which one was it that he fought the Russian guy? Rocky Four. Four. One was when he fought Apollo Creed. He fought Apollo Creed in two. He fought Mr. T in three. He fought the Russian in four. So they probably hate in part four. Yeah, part four is where they hate. <laughs> yeah. All right, so bleed for this. We're going to give it, what, uh, two and a half stars out of four? Or out of five, I mean? Two. Give it a solid two. Not even a half. Not even a half. Okay. Just, you know what? Let's give it a half because uh, what's that dude who... Uh, we should do a top ten like sports guy. movies. Yeah, we should definitely do that. What's that old... The the guy who played the old guy, he, he did the voice of the of the driver. Oh, Kendrick Curry. Yeah. That guy. What's um, that guy's I'll name? tell you right now what his name is. Because his fucking makeup was fucking superb. Well, <laughs> speaking of makeup, his makeup was superb. But Aaron Eckhart, who was the coach, they needed to oh, yeah. give him another shave before they called action. Seriously. So his hair started uh, started forming. So the guy that you're talking about, his name is Ted Levine. Yeah, he played Levine. Uh, Buffalo Bill in Silence on the Lambs. Mm-hmm. He is basically the boxing promoter in this movie. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right. The makeup on him was great because I did not know that was him until I heard his voice. Because he sounds like this in every movie. <laughs> but Aaron Eckhart, who plays the coach, 
Now, this guy, this is the guy that played Two-Face in The Dark Knight. Yep. We all know him. We all know he has a good head, uh, uh, head of hair. Mm-hmm. So in this movie, he's supposed to play like an old, drunk, retired coach who's bald. Yeah. So they shaved the top part of his head to make him look bald, which in some scenes was okay. And then in other scenes, you could see that 5 o'clock shadow on his head. Yeah, it was like, terrible. They should have, right before calling action, just, all right, whip out the the razor and the shaving yeah, cream and just, and just, go just for it. pass that razor just once. Just they once. Just, they screwed up. But I think they were probably running short of time. They said, we just got to go. We got to. And you can clearly see it on his head. So that makeup team, good job on the other guy, but bad job on this guy's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It was it was so seeable. It was noticeable throughout the whole movie. Like, like okay, yeah, he got a he got a fresh bald. Oh wait, I see at five o'clock. Is he growing? His, why don't he just let his hair just grow out? Because that's not his character. His hair can't grow out. It was terrible. It was, but I'm telling you, man. So I mean, I guess basically to sum it up, I I think it's okay for us to say that the movie is not. It's definitely not one of the worst. Sports movies or boxing movies. It just didn't leave me wanting to see it again. You know what? You know what? Uh, what's my guilty pleasure uh, sports movie is? Have you ever seen this movie about a? It's about a hockey star <laughs> who who teams up with a uh, a figure skater, and they they do like figure skating together. It's on it's on Hulu now. But I saw the. No, I've never seen it. No, nah, you probably seen the cover <laughs> of it. I forgot the name of the movie, but it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu I now. I don't think I've seen the movie, though. Um, I've never... The only figure skating movie I've seen is Blades of Glory. Really? <laughs> really? It's about a hockey star, right? He's a hockey star, and uh, I guess he must have injured his leg or something, so he can't he can't hockey anymore. I don't know if that, <laughs> that's what he's supposed to say. He can't hockey <laughs> Hockey anymore. is a verb now, folks. <laughs> he can't hockey anymore. So... Um, so and there's this figure skater who does like tandem or something. She does like tandem or whatever, and her partner leaves her because uh, she's an she's an asshole. So what happens is that um, what you call it? Her her manager says, you know what? I'm gonna get you a good partner here. So he grabs he grabs this fucking um, he grabs this hockey player. They they both uh, link up. And next thing you know, they they proceed to uh, do some figure skating. And this is a sports movie. Pat, this is a sports or? movie. This is uh, nothing but sports. And that's just not the name of the movie. Let me see if I can just find it. Um, there's gonna be a gap, a lull. Is this my Whoa. car? State Farm knows. What? Sorry. Figure. I think this was a romantic comedy, and you enjoyed it so much that you're painting it as a sports movie. It was a sports movie. <laughs> Hockey and figure skating is a sport, man. The Cutting Edge. That's the name of it. That right, was the name do me of the a movie. favor. Can you t- tell me the plot of the movie again? Okay. Go ahead. The plot of the movie <laughs> was there was a hockey player. And what happens is that he breaks his leg or something like that. And he can't hockey anymore. So now, <laughs> so now he's out of a job. So now there's this figure skater, right? And now this figure skater... Uh, Sum it up faster. Okay. Now, the figure skater, she's over here trying to find a new partner. Her manager hooks him up with the hockey player. So now... <laughs> so now they're both figure skating. And they're taking the charts now. Because they're like, oh, man, his power and her grace. They're both doing a great job together kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, 
where is there some chemistry between both of them and there's this deadly move that they can't do which blades of glory stole from these guys it was <laughs> they stole from these guys because there's this forbidden move that they can't do because he's supposed to throw her in the air and you see there's this scene that he's throwing her in the air and she's just constantly busting her ass bow 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 and he's like come on i can't do it i can't toss her far enough kind of shit so he's doing it and um around the final end of the movie they were like we're gonna go for it so they finally go for it (laughs) and he does it he flips her around he grabs her i think what he's supposed to do is trying to throw her and he's supposed to catch her but the way he throws her is that he grabs both her legs and he just fucking windmills her right across the fucking shit and he's supposed to escape far enough to catch her kind of shit it's a good movie the cutting edge it's a romantic comedy it's Maybe, maybe <laughs> the undertone of a romantic comedy, but it was a sports movie. I think. I mean, could you, we can call any sports movie a romantic comedy with uh, this song playing in the background? Um, and for those who Mighty don't know, Mighty Ducks is a sports movie. Mighty Ducks is the best hockey movie of all time. <laughs> uh, Wait, this what was about um. There's a there's a Canadian movie that came out that was a. Well, we're not gonna we'll do that. We'll talk about sports when we do our sports roundup. That song was the Cranberries. Mm-hmm. Well, the name of the song is Dreams by the Cranberries. <laughs> and for uh, all you listeners who, have, who were born after the year 2000, you guys might not know this, but back in the 90s, that song was so heavily used for movie trailers. For romantic comedy movie trailers. Any, any You can go at, Let's just make up a plot right now. Mm-hmm. Or not a plot. Let's just uh, make up a, just a quick description of a made-up movie. Ready? Yeah. To this song. This summer, they met in class. Hey, uh, do you have a pencil? She didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But she did have a heart. Hey, so, uh, Vanessa, uh, you want to go out to the... She also had a boyfriend. Hey, get out of here, creep. (laughs) Kind of shit. I don't know what else to say, but... (laughs) Yo, that's pretty much... All the movies and this right here. Usually at this point, it'll be like the quirky friend <laughs> who'll be coming in, probably playing hacking. Hey guys! Yeah, and then there'll be the token black guy who'll come in too. Yo, that's whack. Yep, definitely that. You'll be doing that kind of shit. And, and then you got like the stuck up cheerleader. Yeah. Then they're gonna come out with the fucking crazy plan of how he's gonna get the girl. And which, growing up in high school, that shit never fucking worked. Never! Out. Say, yo, man, I'm gonna bump into her, and then we're gonna have a conversation. Nah, bro, that's not gonna happen. That's how that's how real romantic comedy should happen. Like, nah, it's not gonna happen. And in the movies, the bully o- the always gave the guy like he would mess with him, mm-hmm. but sometimes he would give him his space. Yeah. Nah, not in not in nah. not in the real world. Mm-hmm. That guy, that bully would mess with you yeah. all the time. Yeah, definitely. The only way that you can get overcome him, you have to fight him, which you will probably lose. But you know what? You won't be scared anymore. That's why that movie... What's the movie that you were talking about? That's your favorite uh, high school movie? Uh, oh, Angus. Angus. That shit is real. Yo, if you just show your bully that you're not scared of him, it doesn't matter. He can whoop your ass all he wants. Eventually, <laughs> I've seen this happen before. Eventually, somebody is going to see you getting your ass whooped, and they're going to they're gonna fight that dude. They're going to see that he's just constantly picking on the little guy, and they're going to whoop his ass. I've done that shit in elementary school with somebody. Yo, that shit happens. Clearly, that shit happens. 
And on top of that, man, usually people who pick on bullies, they can't fight any. I mean, people who pick on uh, weaklings, they can't fight anyway. So they might as well get their ass kicked by somebody who's stronger than them. And then they're going to get their ass kicked by uh, people in their house. Because the reason why they're getting, why they're bullying people is because they're mostly damaged. And the mostly damaged shit happens at home. So they're getting twice the ass whooping. The more you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, into our throwback picks of the week. Mm. Pat, your throwback pick of the week was Evil Dead. Yes. Was it the original or the remake? The remake. The one that came (laughs) out, I believe, was two years ago, 2014. I saw that movie after I watched The Crumpets because I needed to... um, I don't know. I just really wanted to watch the movie because I wanted to know what was going on, why everybody wasn't uh, feeling the movie. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, so I think this is my third time watching that movie. Uh, I like the whole story. They made it more close to home, not close to home. Let me say, kind of making it seem like this happened to me. They made it more uh, realistic. Like uh, not the whole thing about the spiritual shit, but I'm talking about oh, yo, this girl is uh, she's she's uh drugged out on some shit and they want her they wanted to get her away from civilization just so she can uh like you know do like a cleanse or like something. a cleanse or something and they wanted to bring every everybody who was close to her there the the one thing i realized about that movie is that um the girlfriend some real fucked up situation man the girlfriend of the guy who was the brother of the girl who was possessed at first dude she just met she just met that girl she just met everybody there, and now she, they're already talking about she got possessed. She had to cut off her own fucking arm. If they, if she would have lived after that whole situation, I think you have to call that relationship a quits. You don't think so? I would say, yo, that's it. We're done. You got to fight for love, Pat. Nah. Nah. <laughs> you just took me to some fucking abandoned cabin. Like some... I don't even know how the fuck he got the cabin, but went to the cabin and shit like that. Because I totally forgot. Went to the cabin, which looks already creepy and decrepit as as is. We get there. Next thing you know, I fucking find out that I have to cut off my fucking arm. Yo, relationship's <coughs> over. That should have been her first word before he walked into the to the kitchen and saw that her arm was off. This, oh, we gotta we gotta have a talk. This shit is over. But uh, the movie was awesome. I liked it. Um, the the way that they uh, the special effects was good was cool, uh, which was special effects. Was I my think that's I, definitely one of the goriest movies I've seen in the past like decade. Yeah, oh man, especially the way that uh, she was in the she was uh, she was stuck underneath uh, in the um, not the attic the basement, and you see her look at the girl who's about to cut off her arm. She said, "Don't do it, don't you fucking do it." <laughs> I was mad. I was like, oh, it still had the same comedy from the original. Everything was was dope as fuck. The whole movie was cool. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm not <laughs> sure why everybody didn't like it. I think people thought that Bruce Campbell was gonna be in it, but um, I mean, he was in the in the credits, the after credits, saying groovy. If the, if that's what you guys wanted, you got it. <laughs> Other than that, I thought the movie was awesome. And on top of that, the movie. Since that movie got so, uh, I don't think a lot of people watched it in the movie theaters, but since it had such a, uh, 
a buzz. I mean, he had his own TV show now. Now Evil Dead is in their season two, and season two is better than season one. And I think Sam Raimi produced this remake. Like he, did he? Yeah. yeah, but it was a new director. Yeah, he did. And what you call it? And Bruce Campbell produces it too. So I mean, apparently got their approval. Yeah, they were they were in on it. So, so I mean, just get over yourselves. Yeah, I, think I liked Evil Dead. Too Evil critical. Dead was one of those movies. I remember the next day I was like telling people how gruesome it was. Yeah, it was really fucking gruesome. <clears throat> I mean, the whole shit about her fucking the the girl cutting off her fucking face kind of shit. Mm. She was good. Yo, she peed on herself. Yo, everything was dope as fuck. Like, when you, you saw her when she got possessed because she was walking and then she just stopped walking and then she just started peeing on herself because she knew she couldn't control her body. I was like, yo, fucking badass. Um, my throwback pick of the week is Minority Report. Mm. Uh, for those who want to watch it, it's now available at the moment on uh, HBO. Uh, Minority Report stars Tom Cruise, directed by Steven Spielberg. And I think this is this was Steven Spielberg's like last hurrah when it comes to like <clears throat> really good science fiction. Um, what's cool about this movie is that it's based off of actually a short story. When I say short story, I mean like a one-page short story um, that this guy wrote a long time ago. And they turned it into this two-hour-long uh, sci-fi movie. And it basically focuses on the that question of, can you, if you had the ability to see into the future and you could see someone committing a crime, is it morally and ethically correct or okay to arrest that person before they commit the crime? Knowing that everything has like an altern, like an alternate uh, possibility, an alternate reality. Like what if that person decided to change their mind? And not commit the crime. You know? But you never got to see it happen because you already arrested the person. So that's what the movie focuses on. It's like, can't is the is it okay to arrest the person if they haven't done anything yet? And that's really what the movie's about. And Tom Cruise is like his character strongly believes in that system. And then you have Colin Farrell who plays a detective. Or not a detective, he's the um uh district attorney. Yeah. Who's trying to take down that system? He doesn't yeah, believe in it. You know what? He is a district attorney. What the fuck is he doing some action scenes for, yo? <laughs> he's supposed to be nothing but paperwork. All paperwork. That's yeah. what he's supposed to be. But okay, continue. <laughs> but um, it. I I think it's just a really smart movie. Um, especially when they get down to that to that whole system of you know, is it okay to arrest someone? And then on top of that, I what I really like about that movie, and I like um movies that take place in the future like this where they show a future that is super believable like i could believe everything that happens in that movie um you got cars that are like on auto tune like they're they're they drive the people to where they need to go i we're almost there i think i in silicon valley yeah. <clears throat> i strongly believe that that is going to happen um you got drugs that come in the form of like seeds Mm-hmm. Which you know, marijuana is now becoming legal. So I wouldn't be surprised if like these natural herbal drugs start becoming uh, popular. You've got um, everywhere you go, your eyes are scanned, 
So you're always under surveillance. We're already under surveillance yeah. by the government. So a lot, you know, I love seeing that because your imagination opens up and you start thinking, man, what if this really does happen in the future? And then uh, other movies that are <clears throat> also like this, um, I would say uh, The Zero Theorem by Terry Gilliam. That movie also depicts a very realistic future, something that I know could definitely happen. And I think it's just cool. I think it's cool when a lot of directors are putting movies together and they say, you know what, let's try to make this as believable as possible. I think Bill and Ted did the complete opposite and just said, let's just try to make it funny and funky. Everyone is going to wear clothes made out of Uh, foam. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. They did that. Well, all their episodes. It's like a future, but it seems like it's it's like a recent future kind of thing. Like I can see this happening. Uh, let's let's give it five years. It won't be as clean as it did. <laughs> it won't be as clean as it looks on Black Mirror. But I can see the whole thing about. Uh, I really can't see myself being captivated by the whole fucking following and shit like that, or the likes and the stars and shit like that. But I can see people falling into that kind of trap and shit like that. I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, going back to Steven Spielberg's work, like I think this was definitely his last great movie that i enjoy i think after that he did make some good movies but they didn't have that magic like his movies had back in the 90s um i think this was like the last one all right that's our throwback flicks of the week um next up we have uh for those who don't know tnt the tv channel recently purchased um the television rights to the star wars films the reason why we're bringing this up is because we're actually watching the movies as we're recording this they're playing uh empire strikes back right now on tv as we're playing this and we were talking about how it's crazy that tnt um made this decision not crazy in a bad way but i guess crazy in a good way because this is just going to boost their ratings yeah pad had mentioned right before we were recording like those first six episodes is already like guaranteed viewer like you're gonna get guaranteed views especially the older trilogy oh yeah yeah. like now that all these movies are coming out that are supposed to be more closely related to the older trilogy you're gonna want you're gonna have people watching is coming out i guarantee it yeah that friday or that thursday they're 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 definitely gonna show uh four five and six guaranteed they're gonna show four five they might do the whole day like the whole week they might yeah, a fucking marathon of a Star Wars movie. And TNT and TBS are the same like company. They're like they they fall in the same company like mm-hmm. so that means TBS might also be playing Star Wars movies too. So they might do like a TBS is going to play episode 1, 2 and 3 and TNT mm-hmm. is going to play episode 4, 5 and 6. Yeah. And you know what? They're they're good for a 24-hour marathon cuz they do the same thing every year for Christmas. They do a Christmas story every fucking year. Yeah, they've been doing that shit ever since I was a little kid. Damn. They've been doing that. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see it. I'm trying to <laughs> see how much did it cost to, oh, for man. them to get these rights. I'm saying, I'm thinking to myself, 100, 100 mil. That's what I got. 100 mil? 100 Damn. million. For 10 years. 10-year <clears throat> deal. That's 10 million a year to get just all the rights for it. Yeah, 75 to 100. <laughs> 75 to 100, I would have to say. 75 million to 100 million. 
just for all the rights for all of them for 10 years and on top of that i, I, I guarantee it around like six years from now they're going to be showing episode uh force awaken 200 million 200 yeah, i think they paid too much <laughs> i think they paid too much for that how much did george lucas sell it for four oh, billion no, it, yeah it was yeah i think about four billion yeah disney is definitely making their money back they it, probably already made their money back. oh absolutely i mean st- uh the force awakens already made a billion and then you got to look at all the merchandising oh, like yeah. Yo, the so toys, the much, shirts, the Legos. If you were George Lucas, would you have given it to uh, to Disney yeah. before a billion? Well, if you were George Lucas. Well, keep in mind that George Lucas, he is obsessed with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He was so obsessed with like perfecting it. I think Disney was probably the best company to give it to. Because look at what they did to Marvel. Like they already have a record of doing it the right way. Yeah, but I'm talking about if you were George Lucas. If I was if George were, Lucas, if you were obsessed <clears throat> with it. Would you have? Given oh, would it I have given it? Yeah, I think it would have been the right thing to do because I think eventually you do have to let it go. And I think so many people were criticizing him and telling him like, "Dude, you're ruining it. Stop. Like, give it to someone else." Who was telling? I don't think. And the whole that. world, man. They even have a documentary about yeah. it on Netflix. Yeah, no, but like, I can't be everybody who's telling them this. I think a lot of. He okay, and I read actually did read this. This was from Kathleen Kennedy, who's the who's now in charge of Lucasfilm. Um, he sold Star Wars to Disney. Disney announced to the whole world and to him, "Oh, we're gonna do three more." He immediately put himself as like a consultant, and Kathleen Kennedy was like, "Oh no 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 no, we're good, we're good." Um. Yeah, you can give some you feedback. Said we're good, but like, oh, like you're we're paraphrasing. We're, we're we're good. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. Oh. <laughs> but we're go- we're going in a different direction, and he already had a story written out for episode seven, eight, and nine, mm-hmm. and they just ignored it. They were like, "No, no, thanks. We're gonna go. I'm we're gonna hire new writers." The SNL sketch when uh the dude was uh, dressed as George Lucas when they were doing like uh. Oh, we're looking for actors for the future Star Wars movies. And the dude was just as uh, George Lucas. And he was saying, like, hey, George Lucas, Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he gave will, us Jar Jar Banks. He, was, he will always be known as the guy that gave us Jar Jar. But he also gave us Bubba Fett, man. For each pro, there's a con. He did give us Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But, Boba, but he didn't give us Boba Fett because... He didn't say any lines. He didn't do anything. Yo, honestly, think about it. He really didn't do anything. He only had three he, lines in the movie. He movies. just stood there like a badass, and then he gets eaten in that monster, and that's it. I mean, uh, he just looks like a Ryan badass. Ryan Gosling barely said any lines in uh, Drive, and I think that was his best work. But he did do badass things. Boba Fett didn't do anything. He did, didn't he? Like what? He shot the rocket from the back of his head. No, that was his dad in episode oh, two. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> that was his dad, Django You're fucking Fett. right. Boba Fett was a piece of shit, man. He really didn't do anything. So he gave us uh, look. No, no, don't get me wrong, yo. George Lucas, George Lucas changed the industry, man. The way we edit movies now is really like he started that. That whole we shoot super uh, sci-fi movies, and before it was all about sets and like the Star Trek whole the whole thing about we oh we're on a remote location. All right, let's just build this set. In this uh, in this uh, office space to look like Mars or something, nah. 
George Lucas is like, nah, fuck all that. We're going to the desert. They we're going to the desert. Yo, they shot in uh, what you call it? They shot in. Well, now it's uh, it was. Oh man, ISIS territory, right? Now it's ISIS territory. Prior to that, they shot in uh, Afghanistan or around there, just so they could shoot some scenes for Star Wars. And I remember when they were trying to shoot some scenes for, uh, they were trying to get some landscape shots for um, the Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. In order for them to get the same location that they were that they shot Star Wars at prior, they had to get. A go ahead from ISIS in order for them to, yeah, to go over there and get some shots, and ISIS get said gave them the go ahead because like, yeah. it's Star Wars. Yeah, they just gave them the fucking. Everybody go-ahead. loves Star what Wars. What kind of bullshit is that, motherfuckers? I'm talking about nerds, <laughs> geeks who wanted to go with the camera to be, hey, can we shoot over here? They did something that our military was like, nah, we don't want to do that kind of shit. They just went over there, took their pictures, and left. <laughs> because you know why? Because ISIS like Star Wars because they like rebel movies. They like rebellious movies because they feel like they're rebels. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. He he did something great. We all love Star Wars. We all love that whole universe. But at the same time, I think, like, you know, like Leonardo da Vinci. by the rights? Are they showing another Star Wars movie right now? Yeah, they're doing a marathon right now. They're, they're, God yeah. damn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they don't wait. Leonardo da Vinci uh. painted the Mona Lisa. Okay. As soon as he was done with it, he let it go. Mm-hmm. He didn't add little finishing and he said details. That it's not even finished. He let it. He let it go. He says not even finished though. Well, he he yeah he did say that it wasn't finished. And but George Lucas did not want to let this go. He, he got kept, a fine touch, man. He kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it and adding to it that he ruined it. I mean, dude. Han shot first in that original Star Wars movie. And after all these retouches, Greedo shoots first. And Han Solo just moves his head to the side. What is that? He's not this is not the Matrix. You can't dodge a blast. <laughs> no, but they said that the 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 blast of a uh pistol in Star Wars universe is the same speed that the a uh, high the highest the uh, the same speed that a soccer player can kick a ball that's what they said like if you can dodge a soccer ball at the did george lucas say this no this he, is he created star wars on, uh, so if it Myth didn't Busters. come from his mouth this was on Mythbusters. No, if, if you could dodge a soccer ball kicked at your face with uh, the speed of the 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 most professional kicker if you could dodge a soccer ball you got a chance of dodging but George Lucas, his reasoning why he changed that scene, mm. because he said Han Solo's a good guy. He oh. shouldn't be shooting first. He's not a good guy, though. He's a badass. Yeah. He is supposed to shoot first. He's a, what's, it, what's that? He's oh. a scoundrel. He's what's a, the name of those? Uh, he's a space those, pirate. Those, those heroes, but they're like. The anti-hero. Yeah, the anti-hero. Like uh, Deadpool. That's why people were just getting pissed. Like, dude, George, just give it to somebody else. Let somebody else fuck with it. He's a bad. He's supposed to be a bad guy, man. He's he's supposed to be. Oh shit! I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he, he's bad. He just watered it down and made it to this like. It's funny because the Disney version of Star Wars mm. is like more badass than that. Like it's, it's. I don't know, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. You talking about the animated version? That yeah, and the the Force Awakens. Oh yeah, felt like it was more. 
it was more of a badass version of uh, Han Solo. Yeah. It was a more badass version of everybody. Actually, they broke, like, fucking, uh, like, what, what would you say, like, molds and shit. The whole thing. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff that was just happening subtly. Like, the whole thing about uh, effing grabbing the girl's hand and she's and she was saying like why are you grabbing my hand for i know how to run dude you never hear that shit in movies <laughs> usually you just see the guy grab the girl hand and they just run together yeah but she was like yeah fuck off that kind of <laughs> stuff and i was like that's cool as hell by the way to those people who uh to my, my friends who i have on xbox and x playstation and all those stuff who think that i stole my name from fn and uh star wars uh i want y'all to know that i've had my name for years my tag name is uh, F and Tripod. I know there was there's somebody else who has my name, but they're not they're not me on gamer t- on gamer platforms. That ain't me. So don't say that I stole my name from somebody else. If I'm in a chat or if I'm in a a, a game which I say, oh look, it's uh, it's F and Three Point. I don't give a crap what radio station you're gonna put. It's F and Tripod, all right? <laughs> that is my gamer tag for years. I I got tenure. I got tenure in Xbox. I got tenure in uh, PlayStation. So respect the name because you might see me in your crosshairs and then you'll be upset because he didn't get to me first because I'm Han Solo. I shoot first. Bow, bow, bang, bang. Next topic. (laughs) Um, Oh, so our next and last topic for the night. Is a new segment that we want to introduce. Yep. Um, this is something I think subconsciously we just always wanted to do, but we just never did it mm-hmm. until now. This is a new segment called What the Fuck Happened? Mm. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and start. Let me. Uh... What the fuck happened? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. There's a lot of things that happen in entertainment, and we just really want to know what the fuck it is. We're going to give you our explanations to it. Uh, it, it might be dead wrong. Uh, it might be right. might be spot on. We're not really sure. But we just we just got some questions, and we just want to know why is this a thing kind of shit, or why is this happening kind of stuff. In entertainment, we're not trying to go off into anything else. We're just trying to go into entertainment. And we're going to start off with uh, Adrian Brody. That's his name, right? What the fuck just what happened to that What the fuck happened, man? Yeah, because... Um, Adrian, you're an Oscar winner. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Act like one, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Yo, I just found out, though, because uh, Kevin just told me that he was in the movie with the, the dude... Hayden Christensen from yeah. Star Wars, from speaking Star of Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, that's how we got to there. We... We I found out that he was in a movie with uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden, Hayden, H- Hayden, Hayden, like Hater. Hayden Christensen, Christensen, <laughs> Christensen. He was in a movie with him, and we I found out that uh, they were in like some type of heist movie or something, and it was a total shit show. It Never was seen a movie. shit show. It's called American Heist. American Heist. Very generic title. I think I saw I saw the picture of it on Netflix. And I think it only had like two stars or one star or something. Oh my gosh, boy, how, how the mighty have fallen! But you know, I think that's one of the curses for Oscars. They said once you get an Oscar, you just you don't make uh, caliber movies anymore. I think you just get paid more. 
Like uh, what's the Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah, he, but, he breaks the mold. Yeah, he breaks the mold, but but I mean, he's one of those method actors, which I'm starting to believe that that shit is just bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> after uh, what you call it from uh, Suicide Squad, I'm starting to believe that just bullshit. You just you just you just melodramatic. But uh, who the girl, the lady from uh, Million Dollar Baby? Hillary. Oh yeah, she won an Oscar. <clears throat> I remember there was uh, someone was saying a story about her when she won an Oscar, and two weeks after she won an Oscar, she was at a, a restaurant and somebody was at a table next to her, and she had a tough time paying a bill. That could have been bullshit. It was like one of those talk shows. I think it was one of those times that I just didn't have a job and I was just looking at a uh, Sally Jeffy Raphael or whatever they those fucking morning TV shows. How old am I? But <laughs> looking at one of those shits. And um, they were saying, like, oh, she didn't have enough money for that. Who else won an Oscar and hasn't done anything? Jamie Foxx. True. I remember when, as soon as he won an Oscar, there was a movie that he came out with when it was something about, like, an evil uh, jet that he was a commander of or something, that he was flying around in, in an evil jet. I know that movie came out. I know they made the movie uh, pre his Oscar winning. But the fact that that movie was released, it was like, oh, terrible. That that person. But yeah, after uh, after the pianist, he did The Village, which was a disappointment with the ending. Never seen the movie. Don't he did see it. King Kong, which was not a failure, but a very forgetful movie. And he was a very forgetful character in that movie. Okay. He did the remake of Predator, which was horrible. Whoa, I like that movie. That was by uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yo, but compared to the original Predator. But the story was dope, man. The story was dope, but I think the execution was like, wah, what? Wah. Yo, it was. I like that movie. He had a shotgun. In no that one talks movie about that it. Was an automatic shotgun. Nobody when, I, when I say Predator, you immediately think of who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Come on. He, there's no possible way that he was going to replace Arnold. That movie was dope, man. Because. Oh, let me give you guys a premise to that movie. Now, we all know that the Predator comes to Earth. And then he just wrecks shop. In this Predator movie, no, they bring the Earthlings to this dome, so then they can hunt on. It's like uh, it's like what the the people who actually hunt like wildlife, what yeah. they do nowadays. They bring the wildlife to like a game preserve, so now you can hunt them there. That's what they did with the humans. So they got all <laughs> these people from. Uh, they were all like convicts, I think. Yeah. Which would have been dope if they would have got people from different time areas. Like if it would have, I mean, it's just a far fetched thing. But if they would have got somebody from like uh, feudal Japan, like a samurai from that time, they would have got somebody from World War Two. They would have got somebody from that. They would have got an Indian, and then they would have got a. They would if they would have had a, an Indian, and then they would have got somebody who was a patriot. Who basically, I guess, they hate each other, kind of thing. You know, back when uh, the independence were happening, when uh, America was just pillaging and shit like that, just fucking up all the Indian stuff. So if they would have got those people, if they would have got like, uh, who else? Uh, if they would have got somebody from Africa, like uh, Shaka Zulu or something. So if they would have got all the famous warriors, like they would have got like Shaka Zulu, they would have got a. Uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. King Leonidas. I'm not sure if that's a real guy, but <laughs> I could throw that in there. And they King Arthur. King Arthur. And they would have got all those people. I think that would have been a dope-ass movie. 
That sounds a lot better than what I saw. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been a it would have been a cool ass move because you would have saw all these people who was like, "Yo," and on top of that, you don't need a backstory for them. As soon as they would have said their name, or if they would have just start speaking a language or something, and you would have had somebody who was next to them or some shit like, it would have been dope. Like, yo, I already know where he's from. I know who that is. And you would saw all these different fighting styles. There's already a, a TV show about this, like. Uh, fighting style versus fighting style. I don't think it exists anymore, but that, that would have been pretty cool if they would have did that. But I thought that movie was awesome because I remember seeing that in the movie theater. You know what? I didn't even talk about it when I left, so it probably wasn't that good. <laughs> but I know I'm looking back on it, and you know, it's like it's like a. Superman I think the movie. story sounds cool, but the execution wasn't that good because that movie. Robert Rodriguez. No one has talked about that movie. You know what? It's a forgetful movie. If you realize Robert Rodriguez. He lives off of hype, man. He is all hype. He, he is, is the hype. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going to be pissed that I'm saying this. I think he is one of the most overrated directors. Boom. That that whole, uh, oh, but you know, he did the mariachi. Okay. And Everything has been what spun off else? of the mariachi. Oh, but he shoots the movies and he edits them himself. and But it's bad cinematography and it's bad editing i'm sorry this guy zooms with his cameras <laughs> hold up, who hold zooms hold who up. zooms man you know who zooms who um oh my gosh west anderson zooms yeah he does <laughs> he zooms he dollies well he uh, there's that. nothing wrong with dollies and on we top, know there's you know nothing else, wrong with dollies. you know who else uh, but like zooms. Look, what's the call of zooms? Watch too? Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay. This guy zooms oh, I don't and like then he movie. cross dissolves into another shot. Cross dissolves like in movie. the middle of a zoom. Yeah. Think about he's it. He's trying to be different, man. He just No, to that's high up. school stuff, man. He's that's what I used to, to That's what I used to do with my camcorder. He's trying to shake it up. I would zoom in and then on Windows Movie Maker, I would cross dissolve into he's another trying shot. To shake it up. He's Horrible. just trying to shake it up, man. But I think he's super overrated. Dude, There's he, he his movies are womp womp. He had his own final cut. He would. I mean, yo, I understand what <clears> you're <throat> saying that he's overrated. I get it. I totally get it because um, I think the only movie that I've ever liked that he came out with, like I can actually say that I enjoyed, was Mariachi One. Uh, what about Desperado? No, Desperado. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the only movie I remember. I was so into that movie that I actually watched the prequel that he did. So uh, the one that's uh, pre-Hollywood that he did. That's the mariachi. That's the one. Yeah. I saw that one and I was like, all right, it's cool, but it ain't better than Desperado. I saw Desperado 2. Antonio Banderas was barely, barely in the movie. It was him just walking around and it was like we, we, were, we were everywhere that he was before. So all I saw was just dead bodies. Never saw how, he, how the bodies got dead. Never saw it. It was like... I want to see the plant grow. Don't show me what the plant looks like already. I want to see it grow. Mariachi was the same way. All I know is that apparently the Desperado was dead. Uh, the Mariachi was dead, but he wasn't. It was none of the action scenes, man. Desperado was a cool-ass fucking movie. Um, Yeah, man. All he had was Desperado. Well, he did come out with Grindhouse. He did Grindhouse. He did. Uh, he helped out with Sin City. Sin City One. Faculty. Faculty. We're talking about that. Okay, those are three good movies right there. Those are three like solid movies. And I know he's he's on this whole B movie 
Like he's like a. But a with the Grindhouse, movies. I liked Quentin's movie more than his. Which one was his? Quentin did the car one, the Death Proof. Okay. He did the one with the lady's leg chopped off that turned into a machine gun. That sounds dumb. That sounds retarded. Come and on. I get it. It's that B movie style. About, what about the? But it's like I feel like that's all he likes to do is B movie stuff. What about that? Uh, that other one was the Aztec Vampire. He did Spy Kids. Oh, don't. Even, they're not even gonna talk about those series. But but he did the other one with the vampire. He ones. did Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Come on, those are the <laughs> same thing with Spy Kids. Those are not for us. Those are for kids. But he did the other one with uh oh he gave us that that dude from Twilight. Who? One uh, he was Shark Boy. Oh, yeah, I know that a tragedy. Are, that's already three points negative right there. But still, wait, what movie with the vampire? Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, he gave us that. That was awesome. He gave us that whole. No, he didn't give us that look. Quentin Tarantino gave us that look. What look? The whole thing about the. He made it cool to be like a. He made like being a bad guy who robs banks and stuff. It was like a business kind of thing. It was like it was professionalism to the shit. Quentin Tarantino gave us that because it was like uh, I think those same characters. They rolled over to Quint to uh, Robert Rodriguez movies with the whole oh I'm wearing a black suit with a tie, and I'm a professional at being a robber. I don't like to kill people. Some of them were like I don't like to kill people. That's not what I do. I just rob banks. I will take your money. I'm not gonna give it to the poor. I'm just gonna keep it for myself. I will take your money, but I won't kill you. I might cut off your hand or something like that, but I won't kill you. Kind of shit. He made it like a professionalism to it. Like you need a resume in order to do right. this kind of shit. And I thought that was pretty dope. And, um, damn, but that was Quentin Tarantino. I can't give him that. I can't. I can't give him that. Quentin Tarantino was actually in the movie. I love how all this spun off of Adrian Brody. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Adrian Brody. We just still what the fuck know. happened, man? We still Come back. Come back, dude. I mean, uh, what what can we see Adrian Brody, Brody doing? What kind of movie could... You know what? He'll probably need, like, a, uh, a Marvel movie. He'll need something that already has, like, some type of heat going. And you just throw him on there. Like you need. You I think he a needs series. a role that is convincing. In Predators, he was not convincing. No, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. was supposed to be like the badass soldier. He Dude, had he's a, a walking toothpick. That guy is. He had a shotgun, an automatic shotgun. The shotgun is badass. Yeah, anybody holding that shotgun can shoot shotgun. and pull the trigger. Like. I think he needs a role that is believable because in American Heist, I did not. He could have played him. Bruce Banner, turn into the Hulk, or is he too tall? But I don't know. I just gotta see it. I gotta see it happen. He needs to go. He needs to play. When I saw him play the pianist, I felt bad for him, and I was like, "Shit, this guy's going." And like, it was the performance was believable. All these roles that he's doing now, I feel like he's just. It's like him trying to play that role, but it's like he's not becoming the role. He's just trying to play it. I don't know. He needs a, what you call it. He needs, well, in the in the pianist, I haven't seen the whole movie. I think I've only seen clips. I think I was supposed to see it in class, but I was I missed out that day. But um, what what's the movie? What's the premise of that movie? Like he's a pianist and he's Jewish and they're. This is during the, the, Holocaust. the Holocaust. Yeah. Um. They're just taking the... You know what? I actually have only seen that movie once, and that was when it first came out, so I don't remember shit Boom. about that Boom. movie. You see? Yeah. But um, 
Let's, I'm just going off of uh, just pure whim right here. So I guess uh, they're trying to take uh, they're trying to take him because he's Jewish to one of the internment camps. I think it's just like it's his spirit is breaking down. People around him are dying, and like the only thing that's keeping him alive is the music, you know. Mm. But they even take away a piano from him, so it's like there's scenes where like you see him like imagining, like he's playing the piano and things like that. He needs something like it's, that. Yeah, he needs one of those dramatic roles again. He needs, he needs his own English patient then. He needs that movie. Hey, whatever happened with that? Still watched you, it. I have You watched it? Did Martin watch Power Rangers? Nah, you know what? I got to ask him right now. I'm going to text him right now. So you have it. I bet he hasn't. I know he hasn't. But um, what else? Uh, what movie could he possibly do? What what movie could he... Uh, um, Adrian Brody. You need like a dramatic movie, maybe a romantic comedy to just get you out there. Just get your name out there. I don't know if I would want to root for him, though. You want him to be the bad guy? You or want maybe him to, not be... to be? I just I, I don't know. I, I don't see, like I see him playing like this, like weird, scrawny. Then how about he could be like the weird, scrawny awkward. father to like a, a kid who's being bullied? Yep. There we go. And then at the end of the movie, they finally, uh, they get their own little, they get their comeuppance. <laughs> and then they play the cranberries. Yeah, or something like that. Maybe that's what they need. Adrian they Brody. They need the cranberries. You need a romantic comedy movie that you play the lovable loser father. That's what you need. And it has to take place in the 90s. Yeah. And it has to have the cranberries. Yeah. There's not a lot of movies that take place in the 90s that play 90s music. They need that. Adrian Brody, you are that. And I think that's been the episode, everybody. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, we have a lot of things lined up for everybody uh, in December going into the new year. You guys stay tuned for our... We're going to do a recap of the best movies and the worst movies of this year. What else are we doing? Are we doing the... Are we doing the... What you call it this year, too? The... Cinderella, Disney, uh, Disney Princess. We're gonna try. We're gonna, We're gonna try. try to do a Disney. We're gonna do a try to do a Disney Princess one as well. Uh, that might actually be a video. Stay tuned for that one. It's gonna be a, a hoop. It's gonna be a hoot nanny. Um, what else? Um, oh, we're gonna do a lot of. We're gonna do a holiday episode where we're gonna talk about our favorite holiday movies. And I know a lot of people were saying that. Uh, well, I posted up on. Our Facebook that was the name of that movie. Trains, planes, and automobiles is the perfect uh, Thanksgiving Day movie. Just realized that's the only Thanksgiving <laughs> Day movie, so uh, it wins that category by default. <laughs> and not only because it's a it's a great movie, but it's that's the only movie that's that focuses on, on Thanksgiving because yeah. there is no movie for Thanksgiving. Which, I mean, everybody just talks about the holidays because you just. I guess around the world, everybody celebrates holidays like uh, Christmas. Thanksgiving is just a second thought. Not a lot of people care about it. Actually, there should be a Thanksgiving Day movie when it talks about uh, the fact that Thanksgiving Day is it's what you call it. It falls in the same month of election year. So every four years, there's always that one Thanksgiving Day that's going to be a fucking shit show where you're going to be Republicans versus Democrats versus libertarians versus communism and all the other stuff. And you're just trapped in one house where it's snowing with your family and the people that 
You don't want to be around. I think that'd just be funny. They should do a movie on that focuses on the Thanksgiving Day Parade, like the person who has to coordinate it and like everything's going wrong or something. Wait, isn't the dog show? What's the name of that movie that came Best out? Best in with? Show. Best in Show. Isn't that about Thanksgiving? That well, that that dog show. Mm-hmm. They air it on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, but like that they, they always air it like after the parade. So that dog like show. this year I watched it. You, I you watch it every year, <laughs> dude. It's a weird tradition in my family. Every Thanksgiving we wake up really early, we watch the parade, and sometimes we'll watch the dog show right afterwards, and it's pretty funny to watch the dog show. Yeah, because you told me about the watching the old people run with yeah. the dogs. But sometimes, sometimes these dogs, man, like the way they 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 prepare their hair, it's like they're celebrities on our red carpet. It's the funniest thing. Yeah, all right. Pull up these dogs, but uh, all right, everybody. I guess we'll catch you later. Catch you next Thursday. I have been Pat. Stop acting like a C next Tuesday. See ya. The one of us, that's how I feel. To be down, you must appeal. To the two, we're rated R. We're gifted and we're going far down the road to the bank. I hope everybody enjoyed that episode. The song that you're listening to is is Top Billin' from Audio 2. This song was featured in the film Bleed for This. And it was probably one of the funniest slow motion uh, shots that we've seen in a while. It's a, it's a hell of a way to start a movie. It's a hell of a way to start a movie because you watch this and you're like, yo, this is going to be a fun movie. <laughs> and this is what the soundtrack is going to start off with. And it was dope. The soundtrack is dope. The movie, the visuals, same same director from uh, Boiler Room. Boiler Room, and that one, that movie also had an amazing soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah, but that movie was good though. Yeah, that movie was real good. That movie, especially with the, you told me about the alternative ending. Yeah. It, it's a good movie. The director, um, that's only he only made two movies. No, no, no he's made other movies. He I made just, other I, was, movies. I was looking at the list, and I know we, there was another episode where we talked about uh, Boiler Room a lot. Yeah, so that's why I brought it up. Yeah, man. But uh, other than that, I um, hope everybody enjoyed the episode. I already told you about the stuff that's coming up. Um, I think we're just going to let this song play out <laughs> because even though I'm over here talking, I am listening to this shit. So I want everybody to enjoy it. So see you next week. If you dare, I get the paper so I don't care. My contributions to this jam is confusing because I am milk destated all the way. The super easy mind is MC okay. Yes, I'm down, down by law. I get the gullies out on the floor. G is D, down is G. To the at the top is where he'll be. At is us, call us odd. Girls come in, you won't be bored.
Enjoy that episode. The song that you're listening to is is Top Billin' from Audio 2. This song was featured in the film Bleed for This, and it was probably one of the funniest slow motion uh, shots that we've seen in a while. It's a it's a hell of a way to start a movie. It's a hell of a way to start a movie because you watch this and you like, yo, this is gonna be a fun movie. <laughs> and this is what the soundtrack is gonna start off with, and it was dope. The soundtrack is dope. The movie, the visuals, same same director from uh, Boiler Room. Boiler Room, and that one, that movie also had an amazing soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah, but that movie was good though. Yeah, that movie was real good. That movie, especially with the, you told me about the alternative ending. Yeah. It, it's a good movie. The director, um, that's only he only made two movies. No, no, no he's made other movies. I, made just, other I, was, movies. I was looking at the list, and I know we, there was another episode where we talked about uh, Boiler Room a lot. Yeah, so that's why I brought it up. Yeah, man. But uh, other than that, I um, hope everybody enjoyed the episode. I already told you about the stuff that's coming up. Um, I think we're just going to let this song play out <laughs> because even though I'm over here talking, I am listening to this shit. So I want everybody to enjoy it. So see you next week. If you dare, I get the paper so I don't care. My contributions to this jam is confusing because I am milky stated all the way. The super easy modest MC, okay. Yes, I'm down, down by law. I get the gullies out on the floor. G is D, down is G. To the at the top is where he'll be. At is us, call us odd. Girls come in, you will.